Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. One of the things that, um, that we want to look at in, in Romans 12, verses 3 through 8, is we're going to reveal our commitment to worship. And seeking God's will is incomplete until we are ready to serve. All right, so there are three reactions that come when we are transformed, and they will help us live a transformed life and apply God's will. So let's look at verse 3, and, uh, and we're going to stay right there. We'll move forward through these verses, but first I want to look at verse 3, amen? It says, for I say through the grace that was given me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think as to think soberly, according as God has dealt to each man a measure of faith. And um, I feel like when we had the, uh, this morning, when we had our small groups, all in my message, <laughs> all in my message, I was like, I mean, we might as well just play the video and then we could go home. <laughs> but it's been great. Um, but the first thing I want to look at, so, First point I want to I want to make is transformation acquires meekness. So in verse three, Paul mentions the word "think" four different times here, and it's clear that Paul is concerned that we think humbly about ourselves. But why? I like to ask questions. Why? Why does he want us to focus in on this point in this particular chapter in this particular point of the passage? Right. So first, we need to know what is Meekness. So meekness is not being proud or arrogant, but recognizing who you are in Christ. So Paul is still talking about this issue here we have with getting a new mind. So how many of you in here have seen What the Health? That documentary on on Netflix. You ever seen What the Health? All right. So uh, I I watched What the Health and I was like automatically um, convicted. So what the health is basically it's a documentary and it's showing you kind of like what the things that we eat and how bad they are for you. But then also within that video, they followed, I think, two or three people and they showed how, man, they were taking all this medication to, you know, and you know, with medication, I mean, you hear the commercials all the time. You take this, yeah, it's going to take away depression, you know, but hey, you got your stomach start bleeding. You know, your nose all of a sudden turns crooked. You know, your mouth is dry, so you always want to drink water sometimes. But we got some medicine that will take care of that, too. But if you take that, you know, you might become suicidal. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to take that. But in that, in that documentary, they show it was this one woman in particular, and she could barely walk. And she had all her medication on the counter. And she was telling them, this is what I take. And um, another man, they were taking about 40 to 50 pills per week. And this is just to maintain. But also in that um, 
documentary, they showed, okay, this is the benefit if you go to a all-natural organic diet or just plant-based. And over about, I think, a couple of weeks or so, three to four weeks, that the woman all of a sudden, she pushed her cane and she pushed her little stroller away and she could walk. Uh, she lost about 40 or 50 pounds just in that short amount of time just from going to that plant-based diet. Now, I've seen that, and just like many of you, I've seen that, and I was like, I see the benefits of it. I see what needs to be done, and I see the result. And me and my family were like, well, we're going to do it. And at first, you were very excited. Man, I'm going to go all out. Man, let's go to farmer's market right now. Get all the spinach that's right there. Just pick it all up. Cucumbers, everything. This salad is going to be great. Put some strawberries in it. You know, non-fat, you know, yogurt-type dressing or just straight vinaigrette. You know, no taste at it at all because we're trying to be healthy. <laughs> but with me, so I'm trying to stand strong. You know, I'm, I'm the husband. I'm the man. I'm like, yeah, we, you know, we gonna, I'm going to lead the family. At home, I was good. Like, yeah, this is so great. And it's like, in my mind, this is horrible. <laughs> I do not like this at all. But then at work, that was the, the most trying time because I saw the benefits of it. But my mind was like, and if I, if I walk down the street, it's all of a sudden your nose just become open to stuff like, oh, that's a 10-piece. I smell it. <laughs> that is a 10-piece with lemon pepper sprinkled on mild. I smell it, Jesus. Thank you, God. Let me keep, let me keep walking. Oh, Jesus. Is that a Philly cheesesteak? Oh, my goodness. You start smelling everything. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to be like, okay, I know what I need to do, but I kept falling back because I ended up going in there. (laughs) And the guy know me and he's like, ain't you supposed to be, don't judge me right now. Just (laughs) get my 10 piece mild lemon pepper sprinkled on it, get my fries. He's like, okay, okay. But it's your mind. It's not your body. It's your mind. And that's what he's talking about here. Listen, that transformation is going to have to start right here. And it's ongoing. It's not one time. Because we equated with oh, when we got saved. So we good. No, this is ongoing. Just like your car. You can put gas in it one time, but keep on driving and don't stop. Don't go to the gas station no more. You, and folks going to be looking at you crazy like, man, you don't drive your car no more? I thought one time I filled it up. That was going to be it. <laughs> but the same thing here spiritually. It's an ongoing spiritual transformation. But he's talking about your mind, renewing your mind. Amen? And with that, so the same thing with Paul. Uh, he also talks about in Philippians that let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. But it's, it's, it's something that is ongoing. Also in this as well, Paul mentions in the first couple of words, he talks about grace and his dependence on grace. And all throughout the New Testament, he talks about grace. So he is saying he could easily begin to think of himself higher than he ought to. But because he was an apostle, you know, and he could, man, and, even nowadays, he could have came back and be like, 
You can walk in here, arms open. Most of the stuff that y'all live by, I wrote. <laughs> y'all don't go to the Old Testament. Y'all stay in the New Testament. I, you know, give me my props. He could have easily thought, thought like that. But he talks about this one thing, grace. Grace. Now, all my calling, all of my gifts, all my authority, all the manifestation of it is because of one thing. It's because of grace. I didn't do anything to deserve it, and I didn't conjure it up by myself. It's because of God's grace. Amen? We constantly have to remind ourselves that our lives consist of grace. We're saved by grace. We grow by grace. We are blessed by grace. We are graced with grace. Amen? Our whole entire being consists of grace. Now, we all have the temptation into, um, well, we all fall into the temptation of thinking too highly of ourselves sometimes, you know, and um, everyone in here can struggle with pride, but the antidote to pride is sound judgment, what he talks about here, or to think soberly, according to his God has dealt you to each man a measure of faith. And if we're not careful, we'll, we will begin to think that the church, our family, our friends, or even our jobs, that they are fortunate to have us and our gifts. You know, we do a whole lot here. If I don't show up, you know, nothing run. <laughs> Especially at work, you know, you can it's easily to get that mind. Be like, man, I'm especially if you feel like you're getting less than what you're worth. Oh man, you automatically you going in in your mind, it's hostile territory because this workplace is the enemy. And they just be like, You you fortunate to have me. Fortunate to clock out. And it's like you and then you look up there and uh, on the company bio, they've been in service for a hundred years, so They've been doing all right before you came there. But since you're there now, it's, oh, it can't function without me. But we do that in church sometimes as well. We think too highly of ourselves. And we'd be like, no, it ain't, it's not going to run without me. But we even think that sometimes service is beneath us. And it's for other people who aren't, who aren't as important as us to do those roles. So what do we do? Sit down. Amen. So to possess sound judgment, you must recognize first who you are in Christ. And you can do this according to here, the measure of faith. Now, they're not talking about um, saving faith, but we're talking about the ability to serve. Amen. So every believer has been given grace that is, that is um, decided to them to lead or do a God-honoring service in the church. And no one in here has been graced to do it all. Amen? And which leads us, it's going to lead us to our, our second reaction, which is identity. So I know we got done jumping around and everything like that, but I want you to do me a favor. Stand up real quick. Stand up where you are. I'm not going to stand up where you're at. 
I'm about to, okay, I'm Mr. Trimble, and I'm your first grade teacher. We're going back to school. Going back to the basics. All right? Now, there was my first grade teacher. I was in Florida. Her name was Mr. Um, Mrs. Headley. And she sung this song, and it stayed with me even to this day. I think about it, and it's like, wow, like, man, I'm 32 years old. Why am I still singing this song? And I'm just in my office like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, good thing I got the door closed and everything. But listen, so here we go. So I'm pretty sure with the kids that's in here, y'all probably heard it before, and even adults, you heard it. It's going to come back to your mind as soon as I say it. So the title of the song is Head, Shoulders, Knees, and toes. All right, so we're gonna sing it all together. All right, if you remember how it goes. So one, two, three. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. Head, shoulders. Oh, I messed up. Knees and toes. Add eyes and ears and mouth and nose. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. All right, good job, good job. Give yourselves a hand, give yourselves a hand. All right, you can have a seat. (laughs) Bless you, bless you. (laughs) So what was the purpose of that song? It was to identify the certain parts of your body, right? And then all of a sudden when you started singing it, your hands just went to what you was talking about, my head, my shoulders, my knees, and my toes. Some of y'all ain't bent down all week. Y'all was over there. <laughs> y'all was getting it in. This is cardio right now for my week. <laughs> but, so, the purpose of that song was to identify the different parts of the body. So, let's look at verses 4 and 5, because we sung that song for a reason, right? But it's just, he's doing the same thing here. For even as we have many members in one body, and all the members have not the same office, verse 5. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ and severally members of one another. So here Paul is doing the same thing that we just did with singing that song, identifying the church as one, a unified whole, but we have distinct parts within the body. Now, Going back to this, there's unity in the body of Christ, but there's not uniformity. So, like I mentioned before, not everyone in here can do everything. Just like your body can't do, there's not one part of your body that can do everything for you. If not, we'd be looking really strange in here. Amen. So, one observation that really jumped out to me in in looking at this, that the most visible or eye-catching gifts are not necessarily the most important ones. So just like with our vital organs, they may not be visible, but they're crucial to our being. How you can see our head, our shoulders, our knees, and our toes, but your head has a skull that has a brain that houses it, and in your brain, you have a nervous system. So all these different parts, they connect. But all we're concerned about is, I ain't got my hair cut in three weeks. I need to go get that done. Because it's the outer that we see, and we neglect that there's something behind that 
that's even more important. That's why Paul is so focused on your mind. He's like, no, if we get this mind regulated, then you're going to understand all these integral parts that work together, and it's all for the edifying of the body. Just like when you decide that you want to work out, it's, it's not just to benefit one part. You don't say, oh, I'm going to work my arms, and then now you look abnormal because you'd only worked your right arm. So, you know, you're looking crazy. But he's talking about all these different parts. If they start working together and work how they should, it edifies the whole body. Amen. So every member of the body is important. Every one of you in here today is important. You serve a role. And I want you to know that. So how important is each member? It's very important because no two of us have exactly the same function. God has given everyone in here a gift to use to build up the church. Amen. Amen. But if we don't use it, then that's like the ear deciding that, you know what? I think I did enough today. I'm going to go ahead and just shut it off. (laughs) Not hearing anything out of this left ear today. Or it's just like your hand saying, you know, well, I've done too much today. You know, we already drove here. You worked me out quite a bit. So I'm just going to go ahead and take the day off. Now, let these two things stop working and see how your whole body suffers. Amen. So do you realize that belonging to the body of Christ, we belong to each other? And a connection with Christ means a connection with each other. So no part of the human body, like I said before, can do everything. So this is true spirituality. So just imagine like if you're going to church, right, and there's full of clones of yourself and the gifts you possess. Would you stay there? Or what if church service just use one gift for every part of the service? And I'm going to show you what it looks like. Corey, can you come up for a second? So just, just think about it. If you were trying to find a church home and you were going to service and you're excited, you done prayed, God, I know you led me here. And you just all excited. You come down, sit in the first row. I'm going to see what they got going on. So, Corey, you are everything. You're the all in all. You're the in all. Okay? So, at I'm going to call out different parts of the service, and you do what you do best because Corey can play the drums, right? So right now, you come in. Okay, we're going to have prayer before service starts. Go ahead. Let's go ahead and go ahead and have prayer. Go ahead and play the drums. Just play anything that you want. Prayer. This is prayer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm, thank you, those symbols, Jesus, they're speaking. Thank you, God. All right, thank you for the prayer. Thank you for the prayer. Hallelujah. All right, now next time we're going to, you know what? Oh, man, you know what? We're going to greet our visitors. How many visitors we got up here? Can we greet the visitors real quick? Go ahead and greet the visitors. Yeah, oh, he's speaking to you. You came to the right place. 
Amen. Let him, sp- yes. Mm, God. All right, thank you. You know what now? It's time for the word. Hallelujah. Time for the word. Give us the word, Corey. Oh, God. Ooh, thank, oh, that was it? Oh, okay. Ooh, short service. I like this. I'm going to come back next week. Has some stuff on the stove anyway I got to get back to. Amen. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> so, what kind of what kind of church is that? Like, what are you what are you getting out of that church, right? Now, there's still other parts that have to function in church. There's still other ministries. How will we be able to staff ministries if that's the only gift that we have in here? So the baby's gonna get drums. Like, what'd you learn today? Buh, 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 buh. <laughs> That's it. How about altar call? How are people going to get delivered? Where are the intercessors at? Oh, they're on the toms. That's, that's where they at. You hit the toms, that's the intercessor sound. So just imagine that. If you, would you stay there? No, I'll walk out if they were just doing that. Like, I'm supposed to get the word from the drums, the drum set? Oh, no, y'all crazy. <laughs> Ain't nothing spiritual in here that's going on right now. Amen. But at the same time, so we got to be able to still teach people about Jesus Christ. And if we're all functioning under one gift, there's no way that we can reach everyone because everyone in here has a specific gift. And your gift it may not be up here and standing behind the pulpit, but that doesn't mean that it is no less effective than you going out there outside those doors and ministering to people. Amen. So don't get so caught up in being seen because vital organs are not seen, but let one of them shut down. The whole body doesn't function. So I really believe that the Holy Spirit is really stirring up some of you right now that God has a gift inside of you that he wants you to use. But at the same time, if you start sitting on your gifts or you don't even know, how, you, how are you going to find out? How are you going to realize God's will for your life? So we want to make sure that just like he's talking about the mind and we're going on to from verses 1 and 2 to 3 through 8, that true worship involves service. Because we always stop at verse 2 this, or verse 1 and 2, and he's talking about this is your reasonable service. What is your reasonable service? Your reasonable, your true worship should lead to service in your gift. Amen? So Paul's really shown us two reactions Two transformations. So one, we talked about meekness. And two, we talked about identity. So three, we want to talk about ministry. So Paul says we all have different gifts. And your gift is a God-given capacity to fulfill what he has asked you to accomplish. So let's look at um, verses 6 through 8. So in having gifts differing according to the grace that God given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the Appropriation of our faith, verse 7, or ministry, let us give ourselves to our ministry, or he that teacheth to his teaching, verse 8, or he that exhorteth 
to his exhorting. He that giveth, let him do it with liberality. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Now, he's pointing out different gifts here, but this is not the end all. So many people get caught up with that. And they say, well, where do I fit in? And then they stop looking. This is not an exhaustive list of gifts that's here, but he's just pointing out some to how when all of them working together, they build up the body. Amen? So with this, your gift helps you locate your niche, your place, your role in the kingdom of God for the benefit of his people. And I was thinking about this, and God brought it back to my remembrance. When I was in Augusta, when I was in college at Augusta State, I had the opportunity to go to Brazil, and it was a free trip. It was a missions trip, and I was able to go there for a month. Now, I was excited because I get to go. This is my first time going out of the country, you know, on my own. I was in the military. My family was in the military, and we traveled, but I was young. So, But this is me by myself, being able to go out of the country for the first time. And I was just excited because it was free. I was going to another country, and I heard a lot about Rio for the wrong reasons. <laughs> So I was like, I hope we go there, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> so there, so we get there, and I started hearing different people speak, and one of the guys that was in my group, he played the guitar really well. The other ones, they're really mission-oriented, so they were all about reaching out to people, like, hey, let's go out and walk and meet the people. Like, we don't, they don't speak English. What do you, I mean, I ain't trying to get mugged. I'm not trying to do that. But there... I was so intimidated because I was like, how is God going to use me? Like, what exactly is my gift? What is my contribution to this group? So I kind of shied away. But God and his, so his awesomeness and how he orchestrates plans that we don't even see. Some of the places that we visited, we went to schools that were learning how to speak English. So me being the only black resident there, I got all the questions, you know, pertaining to rap and music because they were all up on that. They were listening to all the popular artists at the time. And that's how some of them learn English. And I was like, you don't want to learn that type of English because if you say the wrong word, I don't care where you at or where we at right now. Like, say that word one more time and see what's going to happen. But while there, so they started asking me questions about, you know, rap music or just culture and stuff like that. And at the time, just like I gave you a little bit here, I was part of a gospel rap group. So while they were listening to secular, I was like, well, let me introduce you to gospel rap. And I rapped for them. And I pointed them to different other artists that were out there. And how just in that one instant, how their minds totally changed. They were like, wow, this is great. And they engulfed themselves into listening to that. And I had to sit back. I was like, wow, God, like, I'm sitting over here worried about, like, how are you going to use me? I didn't have a pulpit. I didn't have a church building they could go to. You know, we weren't in this uh, spiritual setting. We were in a classroom. And we were just talking. But with the gift that I have inside of me, God was able to use me in that instant. And was able to minister to them in the way God has gifted me to minister to them. And that's the key point right there. Your ministering is not going to be the same as everyone else. 
But that doesn't mean that it's no less effective. So many times we discourage ourselves and we kind of sit back because we be like, man, I mean, where, where is the praise? We want praise. We want adoration. We want worship when we do something that's good. But in that instant, I, it wasn't no hand clapping and praising God because, oh, we, found, we heard a different type of, type of uh, rap music. No, you sowing that seed. And you using the gift that God has given to you, has blessed them. One of my mentors, he, he always said, um, that always stuck with me. He said that uh, wherever you go, preach the gospel. And if you have to, use words. Your life has so much more value than those words that are coming out of your mouth. And everyone has an opportunity because you go around people every day. And you can be impactful in their lives just by the life that you live for Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So one of the things, like, so I saw the benefit of being able to use my gift there in Brazil, thousands of miles away. But there's some benefits here as well when using your spiritual gift in ministry. So number one is God will be glorified. All of your spiritual gifts are designed to bring glory to God. Amen. Number two, others will be edified. So your gift builds up the body of Christ. Amen. And if you fail to develop your gifts or let them fade away because of disuse, then your fellow members, they'll suffer. They'll hurt because they'll never experience the unique ministry that can only come from you. And you are the only one that could perform it in their lives. No one else. Three, you will be satisfied. Knowing and using your gifts will allow you to discover a significant part of a purpose of living your life. Amen. So one last scripture we want to look at and we just tie it all in. Um, If you go to the Amplified version of it, it's Ephesians chapter four, verse 16. All right, so it reads, for because of him, the whole body, the church, and all his various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied, when each part with power adapted to its need is working properly in all its functions, grows to full maturity, building itself up in love. So we see here kind of the importance of being firmly knitted together. Everyone in here has a gift. And if we're operating at full capacity, what happens? Grows to full maturity. Grows to full Maturity. So everyone in here plays an important part because without you, there's no way this whole body can get up to full maturity. Amen. But if you refuse to procrastinate in your service, you'll never find out what your gift is. And a lot of people, this is what you do. So you sit down. Every day, 
and you say, God, show me my gift so I can start serving you. So you want God to show you your gift, which is already inside of you, so you can start serving him. So you want him to do everything for you. How are you going to find out your gift if you don't get up and start doing something? Just like if we all been, you know, a child, you have, we have children here now, but we all been young at one, at one moment, and your parents told you to do something. And if you don't do it, you got in trouble. You couldn't get, you couldn't reap the benefits of completing that particular task. It's the same thing here. In order, in order for us to come to full maturity, uh, maturity, in order for you to have that full transformation to worship, it has to involve service. You have to put your feet to the ground and start doing something. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.